Shesh, we're back, baby. Back in the studio. Back to versatility. Another week, another life-changing episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back to Versatility, a podcast for it all. Um, Daniel and Dante. Dante and Daniel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough. This week's episode is going to be a little more serious than the others, I'd say. I know that's kind of like... Shocker. <laughs> shocker. We can be serious, too. We're not all... Yeah, we're all not just playful. Uh, but yeah, this episode is our coming out stories, and it's one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, not that like you have to have you have to, you have to have it coming out, but this is like our journeys, and this is what we felt at the time, and how we process, and how we dealt with it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's unique to ourselves, and there's no pressure on anybody else to be just like us. Nor did we follow any guidelines or help book. Like mm-hmm. there's no one on one. We just thought it would be helpful to kind of like run through our stories expose ourselves a little bit and hopefully offer some inspiration or just like maybe a little bit of a just a way to show others that are going through it or like younger guys dealing with some of the things we did that things get better and that Mm -hmm. we're here for them yeah young dante young daniel struggled i mean i mean as any as any queer lgbt young adolescent person does like it's Mm -hmm. it's not easy to find yourself and it's not easy to be your true I don't know, you, you know, it's just, I guess it's harder for ourselves because like we always kind of thought about our sexuality and how we were different from everyone else. And the straights out there, they don't, no one really thinks twice. I don't, I, don't, I think I've asked my roommates a few times, like, do you even think twice about your sexuality? And like their answer is always no. And So true. It's and, just like a natural born thing for them versus I think for us, I guess we were just, I think about it like dozens of times a day. It mm-hmm. runs through my head. Not like, holy shit, I'm gay, but like. I do certain things. Oh, it's because I'm gay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, damn, I am gay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So we always joke about like, oh, we're getting into the meat of the podcast. But if we're looking at, I think, our like overriding whole podcast versatility, this episode is like the Thanksgiving turkey. Yes. This She's the kahuna. <laughs> the kahuna. This is, yeah. I think I said this in one of the previous episodes, but this was the main reason why yeah Mm -hmm. you know let's get into it let's Let's dive in let's get the waterworks going oh no we have tissues right next to us dante has a box of tissues right here and then no daniel has a box of tissues right here enough (laughs) (laughs) um okay let's roll the intro to kick things off mr dante de mayo will be expressing his novel bibliography what is it an autobiography auto if i talk it's an autobiography if you want to if you want to tell my story (laughs) then it's a biography that could be kind of fun (laughs) no i'll go for it yeah so i'm gonna be running through my whole coming out story kind of even more than that i wanted to start like younger before i even really knew what being gay was and before i knew i was gay just because i look back now on to some of my childhood memories and i I see signs, like there were signs, let's be real. I used to like, I was obsessed with the colors pink and purple, which I know like colors don't really have a gender, but like there's that stereotype, you know, and like, even though I played sports growing up, like baseball, basketball, soccer, I got kicked out of my soccer league for biting a kid. Don't (laughs) mess with me. Um, There were just other traits that I had that, you know, I could kind of tell now like, okay, he's a bit more feminine than the rest. Um, I've always been kind of a late bloomer, I'd say, like in terms of, even like 
simple things such as like height or then like sexuality or like I never dated people when I was younger, probably because I was gay and that wasn't really an option for gay people back then, at least not like in my community or whatever. Um, but as I got to, I want to say like maybe like 10, 11 years old, I started to realize that I was different from a lot of my other like male friends or my teammates because I had a higher voice and I wasn't as like aggressive and I wasn't talking about girls the same ways they did. Like this Taylor's so hot. Like she started wearing a bra like in middle school and that was like the hottest thing ever. I was never interested in that. Um, so when I started to realize that I was different, I noticed that I it was hard for me to open up to like a lot of my friends about any of that stuff. I never talked to my parents about like people that I was attracted to. Uh, my sister was way younger, so I never really had the chance to talk to her about those things at that time either. Um, and at this like middle school age, my family moved and I switched schools a few times within like a three or four year period. I quit a bunch of sports. I started playing new sports. And like I mentioned, I didn't really talk to my family a lot. So this was like a really rough time for me. I was young and like coming to age. You would say you were in middle school? Yeah, school? this was like, I want to say like from when I was probably 11 to 14. So like middle school, middle school. Yeah. I guess this is like the time where we're what hitting puberty. Yes. Yes. This is where like hormones come in and like you start for like, I don't know, people start watching porn. Yeah. And like in this age and like, obviously, if you are looking at a guy versus a girl, you kind of are like, well, why? Uh-huh. So that that definitely <clears throat> excuse me contributed to like my just like complete confusion not knowing how to oh, navigate sure. it at all like you're finally getting like a sex drive and like we could talk about details later birds and bees you know but i really had no one to go to and no clue on like what was normal i this was before i even really knew what being gay was because like they public schools barely have sex ed let alone like lgbt sex ed we need to change that. But so I really had no source of information, no guidelines, I guess. Um, but so as I grew older, like I want to say maybe beginning of high school, I know, like I said, I was a late bloomer, but um, I started to like really know what being gay was. Like when I was a little freshman in high school, there were like juniors and seniors, a couple at least that were gay and out. And I learned to like, I learned from them basically like icons truly. <laughs> and so, I don't know. In the beginning of high school, I still held on to this like sense of anxiety with anything that stemmed from like sex or dating because people date in middle school and high school, like not yeah. not serious, but like. Did you ever have a flame in like middle school? I had like a week long relationship <laughs> in like seventh grade, and I think we held hands and maybe kissed. Yeah. Eh, I don't even think we kissed. I was a prude, you know. <laughs> um, but. I had this sense of anxiety, like, oh my God, prom and like winter ball and homecoming were like my worst nightmare. Just like asking a girl and like the corsage and boutonniere and everything, like it was the pictures, like prom pictures was like always such a stressor for me. Um, just because I, it was like my deepest, darkest secret. And it was like, that was a time where I guess it was more likely for it to like be unveiled. Sure. You know, yeah. every, every little thing with the girl felt forced. It never felt natural. I still wasn't even really sure if it was if that was normal too. Like, oh, I'd never been with a girl before, so maybe it's supposed to feel like this. Right. But I remember in high school when like we would go to dances and like you know people grind, people mm -hmm, tats. Mm -hmm. Do you guys call it grinding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so gross. But I remember like I don't know, guys would always be like, oh my god, I got so hard, or I was so into it. And yeah, I, was, I would always be like, yeah, same. Oh my god, yeah, or like because 
that it was like a normal thing to get a boner while you were like grinding with the girl. Yeah, can't just, relate. No, but, I, I didn't either, and I would hook up with these girls like and. I guess I just close pop my, off. I just close my eyes and hope for the best. Yeah. shoot for the stars. Oh no. Um, also, this was like a this was like I said a rough time for me, and I like went to therapy for I want to say a year or two because I I didn't know it was centered around me being gay, but I had like I said really bad anxiety, and I felt like I was closed off from the world. I felt like any friends I did have weren't my real friends because they didn't know the real me, and so. I couldn't even admit to myself at this point that I was gay and I talked to my therapist. I'm surprised I even had the balls to really talk to him about it. I said like, I don't want to say I'm gay, but like if I was gay, what would that mean? And he helped me through a little bit of that and gave me a little bit of more of a sense of like what being gay would mean for me in the coming years. Anyways, I, that was my main thing is like, I felt like if I were to come out then or if I were to even be gay, cause I was in this weird denial phase where like, you're not gay. It's just a phase, like, oh, like, Zac Efron is hot. Like, it doesn't make you gay if you like him, you know? Yeah. I'm sure we can relate. Yes, I remember more than a handful of times, I was just being like, no, I'm not gay. Like, why would, I, why would anybody even think that? Like, that's so weird. Mm -hmm. So weird to think about that, like, you try and trick your brain into thinking that your feelings are wrong. I don't know. Like, yeah. I guess maybe society tells us to. Uh, but... Yeah, and now, okay, we're still in, like, mid-high school. Wow, maybe I'm dragging this out. But anyways, this is, like, the build-up, I'd say. I started swimming pretty seriously, like, year-round and everything, and I kind of took it as, like, therapy for me, just, like, having the three or four hours a day to, like, put everything else outside of my head, focus on, you know, doing my best, and I'd say, like, the physical exhaustion of it and just, like, the time commitment of it. And like, it's mentally draining too. It sucked all the energy away from everything else in my life. So it really left me with like no, no time or energy to focus and dwell on my sexuality. I want to know if you felt the same way too. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I, I can still relate to this, to this day, but like when you keep yourself busy, like you don't have time to think about things that are certainly affecting you. Like I know I keep myself busy to distract myself from my thoughts and like to like not think about it and like swimming for sure was, yeah, again, three to four hours a day of just like mindlessly... I, I don't know. I either took it as, like, to, like I would focus on, like, my thoughts or I would try to, like, I don't know. Swimming had its pros and cons. Like, one, I could sit there and, like, swim two hours straight and just sink and dwell on my feelings. Or those two hours would have been spent literally thinking about random shit, mm -hmm. you know? So just, I guess it came, like, day to day where I would be, like, am I going to think about, like, a certain problem that's going on in my life? Or do I want to, like, shove it and push it down and, like try to think of something else yeah so just i don't know came differently day to day uh-huh i guess like our years of swimming also we like learn how to be mindful because like i remember i don't know i was pretty good about like being able to block stuff out of my head during a practice yeah, 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 yeah. so that's kind of what i did for years was block out any sexual feelings any attraction towards anyone any stress about oh i i have to come out at some point i am gay like this is now when i'm like 16 17 i kind of did know by then um also, I kind of treated swim as like my one thing I was good at. I'm, I'm still reading a book. I think in the earlier episodes, I talked about how I was reading a book. I am a very slow reader. <laughs> but in this book, it talks about how gay men have, a, have, a, have a, a tendency to be perfectionist because, well, gay people, but specifically gay men do. It's because they feel so flawed in the fact that they are gay and they feel like it is such a shameful thing and that it's so frowned upon that they strive to be absolutely perfect in every other aspect of their life. Like, for me, it was 
I, I needed to be popular at school. I needed to be the best swimmer on my team. I needed to do well at regionals and states. You were overcompensating. You yes, were... you overcompensate. You hope that because you're good at school and sports. popularity and sports that people will finally or actually forgive you for being gay. It's yeah. it's like something I still battle with because um I okay. Yeah, like looking to today, I I'm about to graduate and go into the construction industry. Like this is not a very progressive industry and so I kind of like I, I stress like academics on myself and like really have to work on my communication skills and stuff because I, I don't want to be like shunned or literally like harassed for being gay at my job. Like it's something that's ongoing. It's not something that is easy to just overcome, but it's something I am working on. Um, so yeah, uh, towards the end of high school, I, as you know, like apply to colleges and stuff and you think about the next step of your life, it's really eye-opening for you, you realize what you want. Or like for me, I was like, okay, like I have the chance to move anywhere in the country and start completely fresh. Yeah. Like kind of blossom into who I kind of have known I've been for the past couple of years at least. Um, and so that summer before I went off to school, I think I have, I've briefly told this story too. Like the day before I left for school, I went to the beach with my really good friend, Sophia, and I told her uh, well, at first I, I stressed the entire day because it was kind of like this plan I had, like I'm going to tell Sophia at some point today. Hadn't told anyone ever before, besides I guess my therapist. But um, I told her and I was shaking so much, but she was so accepting. I, I basically just said like, hey, like I am gay. She, she was like, oh my God, I'm so proud. Like she was so accepting and amazing. We still talk like very frequently and mm -hmm. I we're still here for each other completely. I love her so much. Um, that next, that night was the night I was packing and getting ready to leave for school. I told my sister, I walked into her room at like four or 5 a.m. She was asleep and she, I like woke her up. I was like, Gianna, I have to tell you something. Hmm. I was like, cause her friends were kind of skeptical that I was gay. And she told me like, oh, like my friend asked if you were gay, like, ha ha ha. She's like, what, 12 or 13 at this point. So she is like kind of clueless, no offense, Gianna. Um, but I was like, remember what your friends like asked you? Like, they're right, like I am gay. And she, for like the next year, every time I saw her, which was every few months, cause I was down at school, she'd be like, did you tell me anything that night? And I was like, yes, girl, like I literally came out to you, whatever, don't sweat it. But, and now she's like amazing, amazingly supportive. We still joke about that night because I was like, are you trying to like send me back into the closet, oh, girl? No. Like, yeah. it's like a running joke we have. Um, then I want sorry, I'm, I'm drinking water because I'm kind of freaking out over here, but no, we're doing good. Uh, freshman year in college was very, I want to say, eye-opening for me. I was still closeted because the only people I had ever told were back in Livermore, yeehaw, but, um, or at least not in, Cal not in San Luis Obispo. I lived in an apartment freshman year with six people. One of them actually happened to be gay. He wasn't really out on the scene though, so I couldn't really like look to him for advice. Not saying he wasn't like helpful to me at all. We didn't really get along freshman year. Now we kind of like talk here and there, but um, I was still really closeted. Like I was on the swim team, but none of them knew. I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't tell them at least. Um, I was in construction management, which was like a pretty yeehaw major so i didn't really feel comfortable telling any of them you know yeah and i think especially freshman year when i first met you yes i knew that you were gay like not to say that you were so flamboyant or this or that mm -hmm. like i that's not those were not the signs but i don't know i i 
I, I never really second like I didn't I, I don't think anybody cared like in, in your head you think that like everyone knows that I'm gay or like you have this idea or conception in your head that like people know already or people like might be judging you so you like build up your masculinity and you like put on this facade and I, I don't know I don't know if I've ever told you this but like, I, I don't I didn't think that like it never ran across my mind like oh my god Dante's gay like I'm gonna act differently yeah I don't think any anybody even brought it up to me no that's very true you're saying like you you thought most of the team knew I'm not saying that most of the team knew but I think I remember a few of our friends being like oh like, do you think Dante's like gay and I was like oh, I don't know okay. maybe uh-huh. like, you know but in your- I, I definitely had feelings that at least a few people knew like the people I hung out with a lot I had a feeling would know because they saw like the real me but no um, one treated you differently that's what I'm trying to get at like no one even if people knew that no one was like oh my god no one did I, I wouldn't say I was like discriminated against or anything like thankfully I wasn't like some people have very different stories I guess for me it was just more of like a, in my head you know when you're out at a party and you hear some frat boy say like that's so fucking gay or like Look at that fag, you know. It triggers you. you it, it's you such like, a trigger. You get like goosebumps or you like get anxious or whatever and anxiety builds up and like I, I still have that feeling. It sends you back, yeah, it sends you back to like those days when you were 13, 14, whatever, hysterically crying because you like didn't want life to go on. Like it's yeah. it's pretty serious, but... People don't get yeah. that. Like people, when people are like, that's so gay or like say F slurs or stuff like that, like they don't understand that like... That word isn't just like, like a, oh my god, that it's funny and it's just like it's just a word. Like no, that fucking hurts. Like mm-hmm. people don't just say slurs to be funny. Like they have intention. Like oh, every word has a meaning. Like just because you think the word the f slur is funny or you think that's like to you it doesn't mean anything, doesn't invalidate anybody else's feelings. Like the reason why you say those words is to belittle someone. Mm-hmm. That's the whole fucking idea. Like you don't just say like he's an f slur. Because, like, LOL. like You, you, you say you, it to shit on them. Like, okay, for example, if you... Okay, when what kind of situation would you say, like, that's so gay in? Like, if someone, like, I don't know, oh, fuck. If someone, like, <laughs> drops their smoothie and it spills everywhere, like, no, no not, not even, even that. that. Like, There's just situations where, like... I've, I've, I've said this, I still sometimes say this, but in, I, and I always catch myself, but if I like wear shorts that are too short, I'm like, oh, do these look too gay? Yeah, it's, and, like a, it's like something that's less than or worse or frowned upon. And like... That's the synonym you're putting gay people with. And you have like to like bad, reconstruct worse. or like tell your brain like that doesn't mean that. Like, <laughs> it's hard. It's not... I, 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 I catch myself doing it. I'm like, stop. Like, mm-hmm. you know? It's, know. The, it's the untraining your brain, which is hard. And this isn't just for gay people too. We're kind of telling straight people to stop no watch that. yourself like think before you say something like that's so gay why is that gay like what what like no one says like that's so straight mm-hmm. there's the a things you say that. carry real weight and they i mean like now like we're pretty like we have pretty strong backbones or whatever but there are people out there that get easily affected by this so and not to say like serious. oh my god everyone needs to like stop being so sensitive like I, i've heard so many people be like stop being so sensitive with your mm-hmm. feelings like mm-hmm. i'm not being sensitive i don't like those are my feelings like that's how i feel like stop trying to invalidate me like i i'm allowed to feel however i yeah. feel like you can if you want to say those words don't say it around me or like, don't be my friend or don't like put yourself like i don't know like everyone has insecurities and if, what if i picked on one of your insecurities like how would you feel you you wouldn't take it lightly you'd be like why is he being such an asshole like sometimes being gay is an insecurity of mine like that's that's okay to feel like that so like why would you shit on someone and this also 
Completely true, but this isn't just an insecurity of ours. This is something that people are killed on in other places yes. around the world over. Like this is not just something that makes us nervous that we're mm-hmm. quirky and different. Yeah, people are getting stoned to death for being gay. Like this is not something to it's joke about. Still to this day, what laws are just now being passed about LGBT rights? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't something that happened 30, 40 years ago. Like it, I mean, it did. Yes, of course. Like there were so many like shitty fucking events, but it's it's happening today. Like. Our past president has taken away like trans being able to like go to the military. Like, mm-hmm. There are things that are fucking happening right now. Like stop being so like ins- insensitive. Like it, like wake up. Like mm-hmm. things are happening. Like gay marriage was just um, legalized while we were in high school. Yeah, like yeah. twenty fifteen. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe a couple years earlier. But yeah, you know, like history books always tell us. Like I saw this tweet when it was like. That, like p- pictures are in black and white to like make us think that history happened so long ago like when Rosa Parks sat in the bus like didn't she just fucking die like she I think she just passed away in the early 2000s maybe mid 2000s mm-hmm. like it just happened yeah you know mm-hmm. history books do kind of warp it they, like you think that things happened a... so long ago yeah. but like it, it it's we live in history right mm-hmm. now like be a part of it be Donald be... Trump was born like two years after World War II ended I, I found out yeah. yeah like be I don't know don't be sorry be better yeah no for real it's a conscious thing that you work on but like we're getting back to like the using slurs and joking about being gay that was the whole tangent yeah and rant (laughs) Daniel and I get a little heated about some things but no it's very important to us so should I hop back in yes dive back in This is kind of funny. Freshman year, we're, we're still in freshman year of college. I had Grindr downloaded on my phone. I had a blank profile and I had it like hidden in some weird back folder on the last page on my phone. But I would like once a week, I would like log on one night and look at it for like five minutes and then like freak out and then close it again. Cause I was like, if my roommate's on it, he'll see that there's one person like 10 feet away on it or it just was like a trigger for me. So I had I know to- a funny story. Sorry to cut you off. No. But sophomore year, we went to a trip up to your hometown in Livermore. And it was me, you, and our friend Alyssa Marvin. And mm-hmm. on the way, I've never told you this, but on our way up, I, you gave me the phone to go on Spotify. And I remember like just like like swiping up, and I you're and I was, kidding. And I know, and I didn't. See, I mean, I like was trying to like I swipe down. You know, how on an iPhone, you swipe down like search for the app. Mm-hmm. I was like, about to go through all your folders, and I remember just accidentally typing the word G, and Grinder pops up right away. Oh my god! And I didn't say anything, nor did I think it was my place to say anything. But like at that, I guess that was like my like like I knew at that when you guess, knew knew I knew knew like I think it was what sophomore year. I was like, oh, like there's Grinder, and like of course I knew what it was. I had it my freshman year as well, and I it was like whatever, and like didn't think anything twice of it. But like, uh huh. Wait, holy shit, that's the first time Daniel's ever told me that. Yeah. That's kind of hilarious. Also, like, I'm never letting you on my phone again. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but yeah, so I had to keep, like, download or deleting and re-downloading the app just because I thought I was, like, ready to explore these sexual feelings I had, but still, like, wasn't really comfortable with the whole thought of being out there. Anyways, yeah, kind of funny. But then after freshman year that summer, I told my parents... It was just me and them in the room. I think my sister was like in her room or something, but I was so nervous. I literally had to go to the bathroom to like give myself a pep talk before. And I literally blacked out during the conversation. I can't even really remember what I told them because I was so nervous. I kind of shut it out. They were a little questioning at first and they were like, are you sure? Like, this isn't really what you want. Like, you don't know what you want. And I was like, yes, it is. Like, And it's even some sort of like hurtful that you're, your parents would even question you like they're mm-hmm. always like do you know like don't belittle me don't think that like, you're better than me like not to say that they thought that but like just kind of jumping forward but like when my parents said that to me i was like 
like I know my feelings. Like I don't question you about what you do in your day to days. Like this is how I feel. Yeah, I don't question their decisions. Maybe because they're my parents, but like it, it was. It took me eighteen years to feel comfortable enough to come forward to them. Yeah. So for them to immediately shoot it down, you're right. Was not like it was not the response I was going for, but they from that point got progressively more supportive, and today they're amazing. They they come to me with questions. Or if I do certain things that they're not really sure why I'm doing, I'm like, oh, like, ha ha ha. Or like if I crack a joke that they don't get, I'm like, oh, you wouldn't understand. And I like let them in on it. But they're great now. So that was, I'd say, a bit of a turning point also. I don't know. For that's So I talked about freshman year and sophomore and junior year. I kind of continued this trend of I was out to people back home but never told anyone down at school. Mm-hmm. I actually think one night when I was really, really drunk at like a Halloween party, I told one of my friends who was visiting, like came to the party and I was like, I like grabbed her by the waist or something and I was like, oh, you don't have to worry, I'm gay. But I don't even remember if she heard that or whatnot. But besides her, I never told anyone at school and I didn't hook up with anyone or anything. I kind of shut down my emotions completely regarding like turn- getting turned on, wanting to hook up with someone ever being in a relationship for a hot man and I like literally thought I was asexual I don't know like and when I talked to one of my family friends later who is gay and a little bit older than us he told me he dealt with the same thing like when he was in this weird transition coming out process he denied himself to have these feelings and stuff and you kind of train yourself to be asexual I don't want to throw that word around because people actually are some people are asexual but but you're trying to figure out like Wait, am I straight? Am I gay? Am I bi? Am I because you like I I personally maybe you can relate to this as well. But like when you're coming out, like you're like oh I'm bi. Like that's like you kind of jump to because like if you're even somewhat question, you think you're bi because society thinks wants you to be straight. So you're mm-hmm. like oh I might be in the girls, but I might be like sixty forty. Yeah, know? and then it progressively gets 70, 30, 20, 10, Same. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just just goes up and up and up. No, me too. But. I remember having a little bit of that whole like bi transition process, which once again, I don't want to throw that word around because some people are bi. So. Exactly. But that's how we felt in the moment. We had, we were growing, like we yeah. were just growing up. These were all new thoughts. Like you would get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You just jump to conclusions to put like labels suck and like society puts labels on you. So that's why we are jumping to these words. Yeah. We both now realize we are gay. We are not these other like, yes. identifiers. Yes. But at the time, that's how we felt. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like I mentioned, I did truly think I was asexual for, like, however long a period of time. Now I know I'm not. But, like, unlearning that whole habit of immediately shutting down sexual feelings or, like, you know, bashing myself for ever feeling a certain way. Unlearning that is one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with. And I'm still, honestly, dealing with it. But just, it's, like, the continuous growth and improvement. Um, Anyways, skipping forward... A little bit later, like I want to say end of junior year, I was at a party with my roommate David who was gay and out and super proud and like not that this matters, but like super popular and like very loved by like his friend group and everything. Hilarious too, like I'm hyping you up, David. But uh, (laughs) he really showed me like it was possible to be like this out proud man in college doing the damn thing. And anyways, one night at a party, he pulled me aside and we were both... A little tipsy and he said like hey Dante are you gay and I was like he, we were with our friend Andrew who's also gay um, and they asked me and I was like yes like I didn't really feel the need at that point to lie to them like we were all really close friends I looked up to them and I guess now I was what 
maybe 20 years old, finally feeling comfortable enough to tell people at school even that this is who I was. Um, and then from then on, like our friend, our roommates slowly found out and our immediate friend group slowly found out like in a sort of similar situation at another swim party function thing, some of my teammates or ex-teammates found out. And so my circle was slowly finding out this thing about me and it was a little, I felt a little bit like it was out of my control because people were finding out that I didn't tell directly, but I was honestly okay with that because I told all the people I cared very much about, like my very, very close circle, I told them and I wanted to have that connection with them. And then from then on, I said like, if anyone asks, you can tell them. I told my family the same thing. Like if Aunt Becky from Indiana asked, like feel, I don't even have an Aunt Becky in Indiana, <laughs> but I was like, don't lie anymore. Like it's okay if they're asking, it's because they're curious and they might have a, a what's it called? Like a notion in their head, but I'm done hiding. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to scream it from the rooftops, but like if the word gets out, I'm I'm cool with that. And I think it's important that you, before you even told anybody, you accepted it yourself. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't just start drawing this coming out spree because you were like you felt that you that you had to it's because you wanted to and it's because that you truly started to like love yourself even more than you thought you could you know yeah and that's important we wanted to like yeah you obviously want to like know for sure yourself before you just like let it rip right not that there's no you can't come back from like oh i'm gay and they can go back to being straight like your sexuality is your sexuality you can do the hell you want with it like there's no fucking right wrong way to do it Mm -hmm. but that's your story, yeah. It is. I look up to David so much still. Like, he was such a mentor, big brother, amazing roommate to me. Like, uh, wow. I. <sighs> Anyways. And this was about the same time I told you, and like we told each other up in my apartment. You were like throwing, you were, you were dropping hints. I forgot what you even said. Yeah, I said I had a date with a boy. I said I was about to go hook up with a guy. Yeah. I remember going to, coming up here, like not wanting to tell you, but I... I think it was like at the point where I was like I, 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 it was just building up way too much inside of me that I was like I need to say something like, and I already knew that you were gay, so I knew you wouldn't be like, ew, <laughs> ew, what? Oh my bad. god, <laughs> bad. Uh, Shit's Creek reference, but yeah, that night was, I think so, meaningful for both of us. I can speak for myself and say that was like honestly one of those meaningful nights of my life. Yeah, when we told each other like very transforming i agree anyways yeah and then so that was about a year ago and in the past year because i've only i guess now truly been fully out for a year i look back and it's like i have no words or i guess i have some words (laughs) but it's been the most transforming year of my life like i don't like to think that up until this point i was like a, a fake version of myself or a watered down version of myself but i truly feel now that i'm finally comfortable acting like who I truly am and like speaking how I truly feel I can talk about people I'm interested in I can talk with my male roommates my female roommates my friends of any sexuality I don't have to I don't have to switch when I walk into a room and read a room and say oh this type of person is here I can't right or like I have a shirt with a rainbow on it and I don't have to feel sus wearing it out in public anymore like I, I'm so free. Um, it's so crazy. Every every day that like, wow, every day that goes on, I'm like more and more proud of who I am. And like, I'm more and more proud to be gay. Um, I used to, when I was 
still in that convincing myself that I was gay phase, I would like force myself to whisper to myself in my room that I was gay. And I would literally get dizzy doing that because it was so earth shattering to me. And it was so like traumatizing, but I forced myself to do it at least a few times just to kind of like get more comfortable with it. Cause I knew eventually I was going to have to talk about it. Right. And like some of the things I talk about and joke about and I don't know, post about even on my stories and whatnot today, I would have literally been sent into like a downward spiral a year or two ago. Right. Um, it's so awesome learning about LGBT like news and laws that are passed or like watching gay movies now and getting to relate to them so much more openly. Like I'm part of this amazing community and I would not have it any other way. Um, yeah. Every time that like, am I just like rambling here? No, no, this is great. Okay. I think it's really important for other people to realize that like coming out just to yourself <clears throat> or to other people is a very proud moment. Yes. You can forever like, it's just, it, it makes me happy. It puts a smile on my face that like, you're so open about it now because again, looking back five, six months ago, I, I, I couldn't even say anything. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. There's a reason those festivals every June are called pride. Like it is something to be very proud of. So crying in the club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even with this, even with this dumb little podcast we have, like when people reach out to us, our friends and family, and they talk about how dope it is and how funny we are it means the world to us. And when our friends who are gay or like even people we don't know that reach out to us and tell us like, this has helped me so much with this X, Y, Z. It literally brings us to tears. Like this is the reason we kind of do this. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a year ago, could you, I, I can't even fathom that. Like I, I was so scared to be gay. I was so scared for like mm -hmm. my entire life to be different and to be hard. Like, here I am, here we are, like, talking about it openly and yeah. being vulnerable. Like, I mean, I'm not doing this for the fucking clout. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's it's for me. It's for us. It's for the one person. It's for the little boy. Like, yeah. little me, little you version out there. Like, it's... it's so ins true. It's insane. I... I'm I, so proud of us, by like, beyond belief that, like... I we, am very proud of us. Yeah. I will say. No, but you said something and it, like, triggered me, like... Not triggered. But, um... <laughs> I, when I'm having like a really good moment or even in general, I like flashback on when I was like really going through it when I was like 13, 14, crying myself to sleep every night, not knowing what the hell was going on. And like, I, I just want to like tell that little boy, like things are going to be okay. And like, I'm just very proud of like his, his commitment to like loving himself and learning about himself and accepting himself. And I, I want to like let I want to be that person that's telling that little boy not me but like little boys out there going through this little girls out there going through this anybody like, yeah anyone that I want to be there for them they're struggling with the same things I did and yeah yeah being the best like being you is nothing to be sorry for mm -hmm. like that's like uh, at the end of the day it's you it's like you, you, I don't know I'm like I can't even speak because I'm so like emotional, but like loving yourself and being yourself, and that's all that matters. Truly, we have one life to live. Like, be you, babe. Mm -hmm. You got it. Stick with it. I had this stupid quote in my head, but I forgot it. 
I already told you guys I'm a sucker for like an inspirational quote. Yeah. It's I think it's something like you're going to look back one day and be so happy you didn't give up when you thought it was the only option. And I relate to that so much. Just like the progress mm-hmm. I've made. It's it, it this wasn't easy. Like I'm I'm speaking for both of us, but it's not something that you just wake up one day. It took us fucking 21 years. Like we didn't come out when we were, you know. It's mm-hmm. just it's, it's it doesn't happen overnight like Maybe for you it will. Maybe it, everyone has their own story, but like this took us years. Yeah, and I know people that came out when they were twelve years old, and you hear stories about guys that divorce their wives when they're sixty and decide to come out. Like there is no rule book, there is no race. This is not a competition. You are in this for you. You do everything for you. Yeah. Claim that. But that was my story. So thank you for listening. <laughs> That's all she wrote, baby. Uh-huh. Um, resume. Resume. <laughs> Proud of you for, like, just sharing that and being your... It's. I know how hard it is to even just talk about it. Like, we both, before we even made this episode, made, like, a little... We were try, like, trying to make little bullet points of, like, things to topic. And I mm-hmm. know that both of us ended up writing two whole pages, single-spaced essays. And it ended up being more of a journal entry rather than a bullet point PowerPoint slide. <laughs> but that's... I think that just speaks volumes to like how important this episode is to us. Seriously, how impactful it is to both of us. We snapshotted each other, like bawling our eyes out as we were typing those things. But and the type out, the typos are ridiculous. We were like frantically like smashing the keyboard, right, trying to get all of our words and thoughts out. But yeah, I mean, what we're saying on here is kind of from the heart because if we were reading off of a script, it would sound kind of funky. Um, but we want to be able to like somewhat express our emotions and like remember like there's so much to go through like mm-hmm. there's so much pain and just a lot of uh, just a lot that i when i was typing it out reflected on and bawled yeah bawled my eyes out so but good to you know refresh ourselves because this yeah. is super important and there's a lot of things we do want to touch on it's a it's a major thing that happened in our lives and I, i'm not i don't regret a single thing mm-hmm Okay, my turn. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just kidding. Let's jump into it. I want to hear your story. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I'm going to be nervous. Anyways, so... We're both very anxious. Yeah. Give us a break. Continue. (laughs) But, so again, like pre-coming out. Like I I kind of broke this up into like pre-coming out, coming out, post-coming out. So before I even like even question my sexuality, like I think the earliest memory of me even knowing that I was interested in men was maybe 10, 11, 12 I remember just walking in the mall and looking at boys and not really paying attention to the girls on Victoria's Secret. And like there, there's, I don't know, I played with more feminine feminine things and like dolls and I wasn't really into cars and I was not into video games. And like, I guess these were signs leading to like me being gay, which is not true to everyone, but this was true to myself. And I, I remember like having these feelings in middle school of being gay, but I remember dating girls and I remember suppressing those feelings and being like, I don't want to be different. I don't want to go through this heartbreak. Not not even knowing, like my, what, I was in seventh grade, I'm what, 12, 13. I didn't know how, what people, like how people were treated, like being gay, you know? But I know how I was being treated for even like, I remember being bullied in middle school and even high school, but for like people thought I was gay and I'd be made fun of and people would call me like, oh, Daniel, like my career path would be a hairdresser and that I would be a dancer and I, 
I don't even know why people made these assumptions. Maybe it's because I was a swimmer and my hair was bleached and people assumed that like that was feminine and that was not a masculine trait. Again, 12, 13 year olds putting a set like an identifier on myself even before I even knew what was going on in my life. Um, so that's that's kind of where I was in middle school and like I knew I was gay. Like I I guess that's when I started kind of watching porn. I would only watch gay porn and like I remember like I would try to watch straight porn, but that wasn't a thing for me. And like, that's just, that's kind of like the early signs of like, okay, like I kind of started to realize that I was homosexual. <laughs> um, that's crazy that you knew that early on. Good for you. I wasn't really sure until later yeah, on. I don't think I I, I, didn't, I strictly knew I was gay. I think I was like, okay, I, I know I'm into guys. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, I don't really remember knowing the term gay. Yeah, You know exactly. Um. But from there on out, like I, again, in high school, like freshman year of high school, I just, again, started dating, I dated girls. Like I, I had homecoming dates. I, again, would try to be popular because I was insecure about um, being different. And I, 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 I try to be the best version of myself and the best athlete because again, being athletic is a masculine trait. Like I was on varsity my freshman year of high school. I got school records. Like I thought these things were so great and that people would not think that i was gay which is like i don't know stupid it's not stupid i know but this is how i felt during the time and like i remember i I went to church and i i there's so many times where i would sit through a youth group and the pastor would like talk about how sins and how being gay was sin and like a sin and i would I, i had feelings of just wanting to stand up and be like do you really fucking think that i I, I would choose this? Like, do you really think that I would want to be different? Like, in what fucking reality do you live in that I want to be different? Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't, before God made you, you, you weren't like, I want to be white and I want to be a straight person. Like, no, you don't want, you don't pick blue eyes or hazel eyes. You don't pick brown hair. You don't pick your sexuality. You don't pick a goddamn thing. So for someone to put that label and being like, you're going to hell because you're different or you're gay is, is so fucked up. But then the, there I was, like, still going to church for three, four years because I liked going. I, I felt that, like, if I did go to church, that I would be able to go to heaven, even though I knew I knew I was gay. Um, That's but, really interesting that you use church as, like, a, as a coping mechanism to tell yourself that, like, things are going to be okay. I didn't really do that. I went to church a little bit when I was younger, but at some point I just got uncomfortable going because yeah. I felt like I didn't belong. Right, and I remember, I remember just praying every single night that I would not be gay and then watch gay porn. You know, I'd be like a stupid... Balance. <laughs> but I, you know what I mean? Like it's... I, I begged. I sat there and begged and cried to be straight. You know, like... Mm-hmm. That's... It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Um, We're taught to hate that part of ourselves that we, we loathe it. We want... Yeah. We would do anything for it to be different. I mean, yeah. and that was back it, then. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make it easier that people would assume that I, I was gay in high school and that would they would question my sexuality. And it, it was a really hard challenge. And I remember at the end of high school, this guy called me a, the F slur and I in a group chat and like kind of it low-key destroyed me. Like he, I, I think that's when I was at my lowest point is when this guy like kind of was like, no one likes you because you're gay. Like you never had real friends. And like, these are the people I hung out with for two, three years. And like the, not a single person said a thing in that group chat, not a single person defended me. And, uh, it's, that's awful. Yeah. It was, it was, it was awful. 
Um, but it was one of the biggest le- learning lessons because I don't know what those people are doing now, nor do I care, but they're probably listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but no. Fuck that- you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, there were some hard times for sure growing up and like, there were yeah again swimming was another insecurity of mine that like I I wanted to be the best and I wanted to be so fast and I again if being gay was a stereotype of also being a swimmer and like I didn't want my teammates to think that I was staring at them in their speedos or that I was flirting with them like that that wasn't the the goal of me going to practice like that was a bonus (laughs) I'm just kidding kind of true though you're literally like speaking my mind also right now with the whole like staring at them in speedos yeah but like I don't like again like that wasn't I wasn't like oh my OMG X, Y, and Z looks so hot like it's just so weird but I mean again we were teenagers we were hormones like there was I was horny like you know what I mean like things happen but um I didn't really explore my sexuality much in high school I didn't explore it any I mean any time before that obviously I didn't tell anybody I hid it to myself no one expected I or okay I lie so people in high school suspected I was gay like I guess like some people here and they're like OMG ha 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 maybe they were just saying like Daniel you're so gay because like they were trying to put me down but my parents never suspected that I was gay like and that kind of like was like kind of a safe place for sure at home um but then like kind of like my whole like journey essentially starts in um high school or sorry in college um like that's when i really like started to like be like okay like i am gay you know i hooked up with the very first like my very first guy in college like in the fucking locker room of cal poly so like a little while in the showers (laughs) Um, but like, that's when I, I, I had a, I had a grinder and that's, I thought was the only way to meet other gays in the city I was. And it was just, it was gross. I mean, who, who likes grinder? No one, but, uh, I, I remember bringing that different guys back to my dorm room and I would hide. And like, I think I kind of, when I came into college, I changed my whole personality. Like I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I flipped it. I, I, I swore that I would never be made fun of for being gay again. I came in here being super to- or masculine, which is toxic. I came in here hooking up with girls, and I, I would talk about dating and doing this and doing that, and I wanted people to like never think of me being gay, and I don't think anybody suspected that I was gay in college. I don't, I'm not a, a few people here and there, like, OMG, I knew, but like, most of the people that I've told on my journey were shocked, and I guess that's kind of sad that I really changed myself because I I became an asshole. I became a dick. I became cocky. I became someone that I, I, I didn't want to be. And that's just like, I don't know. It's, it's shitty. But yeah, so like, so I mean, and then like, yeah, that's what pretty much happened. Sophomore, junior year. I didn't really explore my sexuality. I would just hook up with guys back home. I would keep everything down low. I never really expressed my emotions. I would, kind of skewed away from religion i didn't think that it was gonna be for me anymore it's not really for me right now I, it's i feel like i get very judged when i talk to people who are christians or who are catholic or like i i like i've had people in college before i even came out shit on gay people and like they had no idea i was gay and they were, there they were belittling and making fun of those people while i was that homo that they were making fun of same you yeah. just sit there like silent you're like oh okay yeah and 
I, I was scared to say something. Like, I never thought I would come out. Uh, I, I, would, I always thought that, like, I would be straight. I would ma- end up marrying a girl and that, like, life would work out. Uh, surprise, it didn't. <laughs> so, I guess my real, like, coming out journey starts pretty much 2020, January. Before I get into my coming out story, and not that it has to be this ordeal, but like this is how I felt. This is how I wanted to come across. Like my whole life, I was scared of being outed, and I wanted to take that power away from others, and I wanted to be the one to tell people. This may not apply to you. This doesn't have to apply to you. But this is this is again, this is what I wanted to do. You know, I hate that people made coming out a big deal. It it, it should not be a big deal. Like it, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like I'm gay. Like whatever. It's not a big deal. Like to me. At the time, or before I even came out, being gay was, and, like, it's this whole taboo thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to just reiterate that being gay is is okay. It will always be okay. Um, it's more than just okay. It's not something to tolerate. It's a thing to yes. accept and love. And it's it's normal. Like, I'm sure back in the Greek and the Romans and the Egyptians, like, people were gay like Mm -hmm. it's not just this whole coming it's this new thing like they're everywhere we're everywhere and i'm i fucking love it i love it (laughs) but yeah so let's let's go into like the whole journey part so Mm -hmm. 2020 i told dante was the first like again i think we've said this multiple times but he was the first person i told i felt very comfortable with him i knew i would not be judged and i think that's kind of important when you come out to someone is to feel safe um to be in a space that you you know you're not gonna get thrown out or hit or people are, some people are often you know and it's it's a scary time and it's it's scary to say those words, um, but yeah so I told my friend Dante obviously you guys know him uh, <laughs> what's up, uh, but then I I took a break I I didn't really tell anybody until I told my parents back around Mother's Day, um, which is in May right, I think so, I told my parents, uh. I'm going to be completely honest, that was awful. It was a shit show. It was the one of the worst times in my life. I told them and broke down multiple times. I would cry myself to sleep, I think, for about a month. I would sit there and beg my parents to accept me. I, I didn't beg them. I would I, I just prayed to a higher being that like my parents would accept me. Um, but it was it was hard for them to even, like like understand because they grew up conser- or not conservative communist and they were they grew up in a completely different time where being gay was not even a topic of discussion and it was it was hard for me to even say the words i'm gay so i, I told them i was bi or i would say that like i'm still figuring it out but i just want to be truthful because all my life my parents were were amazing people like they were always open like they were always like let's have a discussion like they wanted me to express my feelings and i guess i would i was always so like scared and like my parents my mom i think had inclinations that i was gay i don't think they ever wanted to accept it and like there was times earlier in my childhood where they thought i was gay and they it was there were times that were just hard but um Mm -hmm. they were doubtful they hadn't they thought that i had no idea what i was doing they thought i was ruining my life um but i knew that i was being truth to myself and that's what got me through the day those awful days I I remember just just <laughs> I, I it was hard for sure um, 
but yeah, I just dealt with it by just I I was I ended up like talking to Dante a lot, and I ended up just like having that person there. Um. Yeah. He but, used to FaceTime me like every day when he was going through this, and I it like broke my heart because I didn't really know like what to tell him. There's no yeah. There was no coming out guidebook. There was no coming out. Way, right wrong way to do it like I, I knew that I had a struggle and I knew how to go through the pain for it to like come out on the other side um, but I am forever grateful for him for Dante for sure because like I don't know I don't know what could have happened if I didn't have someone to talk to and I don't know mm-hmm. where I would be for sure um, but around the same time I started wanting to figure out like my sexual like again I, I knew I was gay but I wanted to start dating and I wanted to start doing I wanted to be more truthful to myself so I I um I ended up falling in love with this guy which is awesome and on like I looked up to him and he was a like yeah I looked up to him not because like he was this gay boy running around town but like he was confident in himself and he he already came out and like I I respected that so much about him and like I, this was around the same time that like I was again trying to figure myself out, so he was, um, he kind of gave me hope that it would be okay. And yeah, so like, I don't know, this whole thing, like, I'm just saying, like, you just have to, like, it, it's a process and you have to figure it out yourself, and it's like, no one's gonna tell you, no one's gonna hold your hand through it. And I think that's the best part because I, I don't want someone to be there being like, do this and do that. Like, I, 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 I love that I was able to do it by my I don't, not loved I don't know I'm mumbling but I, it's it's personal it's like your story yeah and I think like throughout those few months I so after I told my parents I, again I took another little hiatus and <laughs> I was just trying to figure myself out and I was trying to was trying to be happy but I think it was late summer that I ended up breaking up with this individual um, not because I didn't care for him but because I was so stressed out with my own life and with my own feelings that I was like trying to, I don't know, I was just so overwhelmed and I I was so like filled with like just weird anxiety all the time and I had no idea how to deal with it. And I wasn't able to like tell, go to my friends and be like, hey, like I'm gay, can you please help me with this? Like it wasn't like that type of situation. I was still closeted. I only told my parents and like I wasn't able to go run to them and talk about my ex-boyfriend at the time, like whatever, like it wasn't like, it was just so many things going on and it was just piling and piling and piling up that I I felt that it just almost got too much and at that point I remember just I started to journal and like this is how I started to deal with this anxiety is that like I I started to put myself first so I ended up yeah I told you guys I broke up, I broke up with this guy but then I started putting myself first and I started loving myself and I think I had to go through that pain and I had to go through coming out to like my parents and like that awful time in my life um to start loving myself like I had to hit that low um so I started painting and I started and I ended up starting going to therapy which is not a weakness for anybody think whoever whoever thinks that going to therapy is a weakness is a fucking liar I toxic yeah uh I think that's I think that's what got me through it for sure um like someone a third party that had no idea what my life was to sit there and be able to tell them that like I am gay, uh, that I, I was struggling and that I needed help. Um, I guess is like the first sign to becoming better. 
um and this was all happening very very fast and like i felt very overwhelmed and i again i would just I, I i recommend just taking time to yourself and i started like secluding myself from my friends and i started being distant and i started being not me which again was not obviously good obviously good for your mental health but i started seeing this number and I, I've told my best friends all about it. Everyone that I fucking talk to knows about the number 11. And at this point, I want to say it's August. I'm just going to throw a number out there or a, a date out there. It was around August. And I kept seeing the number 11 like for the past few weeks. And I was like, LOL, like that's so weird. I'd see the number 11 on my phone. It was at 11% or I would see the, the time or my car would be like at 11 miles left in the tank or there would be the number just like it was astronomical the amount of times that I saw the number 11. Like Dante can attest to this yes like he knew that like it was like getting like kind of weird um so i don't know i i took it as like a guardian angel sign that it, every, everything was happening for a reason and i just want to like say that like, i still see the number 11 to this day and it's still being like like my friends send me screenshots all the time being like it's 11 11 like lol fuck you <laughs> but i start then for, from that moment when i started seeing these number 11s i was like it's going to be okay. And not that I needed a sign to start coming out, but then I was like, you know what? This is for me. And I started telling my close friends and I, I did the one-on-ones where I pulled people aside and I like, I told just girls at first because I was scared that guys would judge me. But I told my friends like Molly and Steph and Haley and the girl EP and like all these girls that were really like role models to me and like that were, have been there through it all. And I felt comfortable and like, a specific girl in particular her name's Haley. I, I called her one night crying she had no idea why I was crying I was alone in a hotel and I, I, I didn't have the courage to tell her and I just sat I was on a FaceTime call with her I was like actually I gotta go and later on later on I, when I did come out to her she was like at that moment like she knew that I was gonna come out to her because she has an older brother who is gay but she knew that I was gonna come out to her but she, like she knew that I wasn't ready and she didn't want to push it but that's the type of friend that I I, I, I love and that I I appreciate it so much because I knew that she wasn't trying to dive into my life that, oh my God, is he gay? Whatever. Like that didn't matter to her. Like she, all that mattered was like how I was feeling and like whatever. Anyways, I started only telling girls and I started pulling one people one-on-one because I felt that I, I, not that I owed it to them, but I, I was the one to tell them. Like I was not about to be outed from, by anybody else. I felt that like I was going to be, again, that person and each person that I've told had, had, at that moment were amazing and loving and filled with love and compassion and that's what I was so scared for my entire life was will I be judged will I be dropped will I not have any friends will I people look at me less than like that's what everyday person thinks and I'm I'm so blessed to have such amazing people in my life and it, it was so hard like each one of those times like I um I couldn't even say the words uh, like I'm gay like I I would be like I think you know I would like beat around the bush and I would mm-hmm. always be like I think you know what I'm gonna say and like a few of them were like just fucking say those words like it's okay to say them and it, I I cried tears of joy every single time because it was like a burden being re- like released and like I I felt just somewhat euphoric and like happy and smiley and proud you know and it's to say the least like it was as much as the, that that period of time of coming out to these people and like was hard it it was it was quite amazing to 
finally say those words and to finally be myself. Um, but after that, I mean, I started to tell my roommates, which were all, which are all straight guys, and I pulled one on one again individually because I. Not that I needed to tell them one-on-one, but I, I, I wanted to. You know, it was the same circumstance that I wanted to be that person and I wanted them to realize that I was the same Daniel. I think that's what I was fearful of, is that if someone else were to out me, that that person would think that I was different or that I lied to them or that I was being fake. And, like, I expressed every... Like, most of the times where I came out, I was like, I'm the same guy. I, I'm, I'm Being gay does not define me. Being gay has is is a part of me. Like I am, I am Daniel before anything else, and that's the most important part because, like, that's it. Like, I, nothing, nothing changed. I, like, I was gay before you met me. I was gay during the time we were friendship, and I'm gay now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, nothing has changed. Being gay has always been a part of me. So, and it's just one part of our lives. We're not like yeah. I have a personality. Gay Daniel. <laughs> yeah, it's. And I think sometimes people forget that and that people are like, oh, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm just me. I'm, I'm not any different. I, I Maybe now I talk more about my sexuality and it's only because I'm, I'm more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at, around this time, I, I started to love myself a lot more and I started to be happier. And I think a lot of people notice a change in my personality and my whole aura, I guess. I started to smile more and i started to just be more of my authentic self and that that's when i would just again not break down because of like i was scared but like at those moments i would break down in in tears of joy and tears of gratitude and in tears of just being proud and at this moment it's uh, around august or october now and uh i've told my closest friends and i I've, i've told people and like it's people had questions and I was so thankful that everyone was so accepting and loving and not one single person that I've told has judged me or looked at me any different um, and I'm so grateful but the date came around where it was October 11th and the number 11 just came out or it it, uh, it showed up once again it became apparent mm-hmm. and it so happened to be National Coming Out Day on October 11th and I have goosebumps just thinking about it right now but it's fucking crazy that for the past four or five months leading up to this day, I saw the number 11, not knowing that October 11th was National Coming Out, coming out Day, like not knowing anything about this, but I, it for me was another fucking sign that I was like, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the damn thing. And I made some fucking, not dumb post, but I, I posted this thing on my Instagram saying like, um... I don't remember the exact quote, but it was just along the lines of like being your authentic self is the only thing that's important. And I put like hashtag national coming out day and I put like a little gay emoji and smirky face. Mm -hmm. And I posted it not trying to be like making this whole ordeal. Like that was never my intention, but it was, I think the last kind of thing where I was like enough, like this is it. Like there's not that there was no coming back, but like this was where I wanted to be. And this is my journey. And this is where I I felt that I was going to be safe. You know, and I, I at the moment I didn't care what other people thought about me. I didn't, yeah. I, I just I was I was happy. Um, and only a few people caught on. Like people, like not many people were like OMG, like swiped up my story. Like Daniel, you're like this is this your coming out? But I would have people later on when I would do come out to these people were like, 
word spread, you know, and, and, and I expected it to, and I wasn't fearful and I wasn't scared that it would. I, I was somewhat relieved because I, I was over the, like, I, I told my, the people I wanted to tell, you know, and the people who found out, not that there were any less, and, and there was no order, like, I didn't rank people, like, I'm going to tell Dante first, and then these people, and then these people, like, in a list, like, I never had a list, it was just what felt natural to me, mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do, it was all my feeling, it was all my, it was my move to make, you know, um, but... I think the posting on your Instagram story on October 11th, because I remember seeing it and being like, holy shit, like, I'm so proud of him. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was more of like a you showing yourself that you were you were ready for yeah. the world to know and like that you I weren't was... afraid of hiding it anymore. Not even just to like people you knew, but to anyone that were to find out, like mm-hmm. you were truly that much more comfortable with it. Yeah. And I, ever since that day, I... I just wake up with a smile on my face and I wake up with feeling proud of who I am. And I, yes, there's still some days that I, I, I don't feel as amazing about my sexuality or I don't feel as amazing as, about myself, but I try to pivot that and I try to look at the world in a different way because some people get killed for being gay. Some people get killed for like being themselves. And I'm so lucky to have these amazing friends and I wasn't dropped and I wasn't like looked at any different. And now I can be, I think people, not that they, oh, my MG, they like me more now, but I think they have a little more respect and compassion and realize that it's, I don't know, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think I never wanted to come out and, like, make this whole ordeal. Like, it, I don't know, I don't think it, it needs to be. Some people like that, some people don't. It's your own journey. Um, but I, I, I know that another reason why I wanted to have those one-on-ones is because like I wanted people to have a different stigma behind being like those who are queer or who are LGBT. Like, not that I wanted to be that person for those people, but I wanted them to just like, like I just wanted to be that one person. If like they, if I can change that person's outlook on LGBT people, then I, I've kind of, it's not that I did my job, but it's it's something that I, I was proud of, you know. Like, and I didn't want to change their outlook, but like if they were best friends with me, who was gay before they even knew that, like, they, they're still best friends with me, and they, they somewhat, like, changed their perspective of, like, the whole LGBT community. I don't know. I might just be rambling, but, like, I, for me, like, I, I very much valued that. No, it's very valid. Mm-hmm. But, like, family members, too. You grew up at the Thanksgiving table, and you would hear your, you know, conservative uncle from across the country make some statement, and then suddenly when you come out, he's forced to rethink everything oh, so I either hate my nephew or I've been wrong about my perception yeah, of gay people exactly. the whole time. And if I can change, like, one person's outlook on it, like, I'm, I'm happy. Like, that's... And I'm not trying to be this whole activist or this to be... I didn't come out for anybody else besides myself, but I wanted them to hear my story, and it's... It's it's different for everyone, but it's it's a journey that we are kind of all going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... It's ongoing too. We're still yeah. coming out. I want to say not maybe every day, but like, yeah. It's it's a it's a lifelong thing. Yeah, and I think everything I say this all the time, but like everything happens for a reason. If I didn't see those number elevens, like I don't know if I would have came out, and if I then I don't know if I would have ever pitched this idea to you to like start this podcast, and I don't know if I ever would have ever been this vulnerable or I've gone to therapy to deal with my feelings or to like everything has just like added to each other, which has been so amazing. Like I. I, I cannot express how much happier I am since coming out. Like, I am 
I, I'm sitting here smiling because it's the best thing that's kind of ever happened to me right now. You know, like being yourself and being happy, like goddamn, is the best feeling in the world. It really is. Like beyond belief. I am so proud of myself and you for obviously struggling, but coming out on the other end and showing others that it's okay. Again, I hate saying that it's okay to be gay, but like I'm normalizing it. Like it's okay. Like it is. I'm like what? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being gay. Nothing. For all the people who you, who still think that being gay is this whole taboo or this whole like odd thing, like go read a book about it. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm also open to being to answer questions, but I don't know. You know. I do know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I again. I urge anyone. If you if someone does come out to you or you are the one to come out like it it's a very freeing moment and it's a huge relief for sure um, and I think that we're both our, our stories hopefully shed some light on the experience that I know, we both know how scary it is and we both know how fearful and it wasn't something that just came up one day and like we're like oh today I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out it, it was a process and it was a journey and it was something that we've dealt with our entire lives and. I have zero regrets. All those days of crying, all those tears were were well were well worth it. Mm-hmm. Cheers. <laughs> I loved listening to your story. It's the first time I've heard it kind of all the way through, at least from this kind of perspective. And it means a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to everyone listening for you to open up and be vulnerable. So I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Um, on that amazing note, Thank you all for listening to our our stories and um, just being, I hope that everyone out there who is listening, and hopefully this somewhat changes your perspective of how hard it is for LGBT people to come out. And it's not like something that we just like think of one day. It's, it's a journey and it's a process and it's something that is very difficult for some and it's, it's hard. It is, we know that. And so if you're listening, if you're struggling with anything, feel free to reach out to us, DM us. Yeah. Follow us, comment on anything. We're at this point I am so I'm open to helping anybody out there because my little again, I say this a thousand times, but like my fifteen year old self would have loved to be able to talk to someone, to have that mentor, to have someone even out there to reach out. I, I will be that person, I will take on that responsibility because I, I want to. It's not that I have to, it's because I really do want to be there for mm-hmm. other individuals who are struggling. Or if you, even if you're not struggling, that's okay. I, if you're a parent and you have questions about what things may mean, talk to us. Yeah. If you, I don't know why you would be listening to this podcast, but if you have these kind of negative thoughts about like what being gay is and you're not super supportive, ask us questions. We'll answer those too. Like, we are your encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> um. Again, thank you guys for listening to our coming out stories. I hope this somewhat changes again your perspective. And if it doesn't, fuck you. (laughs) I'm kidding. On that note. Um, Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye.